Whether you operate one forklift or thousands, one location or hundreds, the new My Toyota customer portal can help you optimize your operation and material handling equipment. This one-stop, free-to-use platform is designed to help you take control of your information and make smarter decisions, all at the touch of a button. Register and access your data today at my.toyotaforklift.com. That's my.toyotaforklift.com. The New Warehouse Podcast, hosted by Kevin Lawton, is your source for insights and ideas from the distribution, transportation, and logistics industry. A new episode every Monday morning brings you the latest from industry experts and thought leaders. And now, here's Kevin. Hey, it's Kevin Lawton with the New Warehouse Podcast here at Modex 2020 in Atlanta. Uh, we are at the New Warehouse Podcast booth, and I am joined by Justin Kramer. He is the co-founder at ProShip, uh, and ProShip is a system that is talking about kind of, um, eh, he'll tell us a little bit about it. I'm, I'm trying to understand a little bit, too, so I'm educating here myself as well. So, so Justin, welcome, uh, welcome to the show, and thanks, thanks for coming by the booth. Um, so why don't you get into, I guess, kind of tell us about what ProShip is, and then, uh, since you're co-founder, why don't you get into how ProShip kind of came about as well and how you guys kind of founded it? What was the need in the market for it? Sure, sure. So um, ProShip is a, a high-speed multi-carrier shipping software, Okay. meaning that we help, uh, once you've gone through your WMS, your point of sale, right. um, things of that nature, we actually will provide the appropriate carrier late documentation for that shipment. Okay. Uh, so that, that could be for LTL, it could be for small parcel, it could be mm-hmm. for dangerous goods, it could be uh, to a person, Got so it. you could have a dedicated ship station where you're mm-hmm. applying those labels, it could be to a, a printer applicator, a panda if you will, All right. um, or it could be through a wave process through one of your more traditional WMSs that print all the labels before you ever go and pick the parcels. Okay. Okay. Got it, interesting. So we, we are at that end of the... Uh, uh, we're at the transition point mm-hmm. where an order goes from your custody right. to a carrier's custody on its way to your end customer. Got it. Okay. And you're kind of designating what's the right mode for it to go. We, we are finding the, the most effective mode mm-hmm. uh, for many, many things. Now, at the surface level, it's easiest to go, we're looking for the lowest cost mode that's going right. to meet or exceed a customer's expectation. Mm-hmm. However, many customers put a lot of, of limitations on that. Okay. They say, you know, we only want to use carrier A for this region of the country. Mm-hmm. We only use carrier B for this type of product because of handling needs. Got it. Okay. So we have to take all those other complexities into account. Mm-hmm. And our job is to do that in such a fashion that it is sub-second, mm-hmm. such that you can run your, your uh, printer applicator lines as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. So that you can do batches in the 5,000s, tens of thousands, or you know, dozens of tens of thousands of, of orders at the same time, right. depending upon the way you're executing within that facility. Okay. As well as being able to do those two or three orders at a time mm-hmm. uh, when a store associate gets an opportunity to fulfill from within that store. All right. Interesting. Okay. So so now you're going to talk to us a little bit about, I guess, that uh, ship from store idea and the mm-hmm. omni-channel fulfillment. So you're, so you're there on the kind of the in-between when the order is being processed, right, to designate what, what which way it's actually going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess uh, one question on that. So the... 
so these parameters, like you mentioned, like uh, like just this region of the country we want to mm-hmm. ship in this mode. So, so now are those uh, parameters something that the customer is able to constantly kind of update as their business changes? That's the expectation, right? right? So, a great case in point, we have some very large shippers, right? And as many of uh, your listeners may know, mm-hmm. the uh, during the last couple of years, UPS and FedEx has started putting quotas on you. Right. Right. So you need to be within these bands, and if you exceed those bands, mm-hmm. you're in trouble. Right. Right. There's there's penalties and guarantees go away and things mm-hmm. of that nature. So the ability to actually say, okay, we have exceeded our band or we are approaching our band mm. uh, to this particular portion of the country, let's shift. Even though it may cost us a little bit more, let's shift some of our uh, uh, some of that throughput to mm. carrier B. Let's move it to a regional. Let's move it to um, uh, to, to the secondary national carrier that okay. we're using. You know, something of that nature. Mm. Ensures that those packages continue to go out. Uh, ensures that as one carrier's network uh, gets filled up and the other doesn't, you're able to take advantage of that, right? right? And those those parameters, they do change very fast. Some of them come from the carriers. Mm-hmm. Many of them come from our customers themselves, the actual mm-hmm. retailers, manufacturers, and 3PLs. Okay, very interesting, very interesting. So, so talk to us a little bit about the omni-channel fulfillment side and uh, this whole concept of uh, ship from the store. Well, let's face it, omni-channel fulfillment is, is probably one of the most uh, important changes we're seeing in the industry right now. Mm-hmm. And it's something that's still in progress. Right. Okay, so for your listeners out there who are just like, oh, well, we, we have this retail DC, we have this e-commerce DC, we're not shipping from store, you're not alone. Right. Okay, there's a lot of companies out there that have some very dedicated paths mm-hmm. that they're just now starting to figure out how to make them more of an omni-fulfillment. Right. And, and I want to pair omni-fulfillment with your enterprise software stack. Mm-hmm. And when I say enterprise software stack, I'm talking about all the major pieces of software that is between your customer right. and your customer receiving that order. So that's Got your it. e-commerce suite. Mm-hmm. That's an order management system or an OMS. Mm-hmm. That's the may, might be the ERP. They've kind of been being pushed aside a little bit just to accounting pieces. Right. But it's definitely going to be the point of sale and the uh, warehouse management software. Mm-hmm. And at the end of all that, of course, is our shipping software. Right. But throughout that entire process, the the e-commerce suite can say, okay, I know I want I, I've got I've got widget A. Right. Goes to the OMS and says, where can we fulfill widget A from? Mm-hmm. Can I make this a same day delivery with Delive right. or or something of that nature, or does this have to be a three day delivery? Mm-hmm. And in order to determine that, the OMS is going to find the sources from the point of sales and WMSs, mm-hmm. and then it's going to check with software like ours to say, what is that last mile cost? Okay. Is there availability for Delive in that city? Mm-hmm. Um, I lived outside of Chicago. Right. I live just outside of Delive's uh, service area. Right. So even though I'm in a major city. I'm unavailable for it. Right. That shopping cart needs to show me that immediately mm. because we want to set the appropriate expectation. Right. Once we've set the appropriate expectation at the top of that stack, as it goes down, as it gets distributed to a store, a warehouse, a manufacturer, or a 3PL partner, then we want to execute it properly. Mm. If we are, if our fulfillment time goes quickly, yeah. and let's say we assume that uh, you know after 1 o'clock, nothing's going to leave the warehouse that day, mm. but we've got a good crew. So they're able to get another couple thousand loads in that day. Right. Now this gives me an opportunity at the time we're producing that label mm-hmm. to say, well, I was going to use, you know, had this gone out tomorrow, we'd right. have to use a ground label. Okay. Maybe I can use a postal last mile label okay. and shave 30% more off of that cost. Interesting. So the so ProShip itself will kind of call that out to, to yes. the user. Basically, at the very, it doesn't even have to call it out. It yeah. is, we hand you the correct label based upon oh, what, okay. uh, uh what trailers are at the warehouse, right. or if we're in a store, 
Have you done your pickup call for the day? Mm -hmm. If so, has that pickup happened for today? Mm -hmm. Right. So based upon those real uh, those real times yeah. that are thresholds throughout the day, mm -hmm. you if you get better fulfillment, you get more out at a right. lower cost. On the other hand, the other way around, it's a safety net as well. Mm -hmm. Right. So now if if uh, if for some reason we push that to a store, there was no boomerang process to pull that order back after two hours. Right. Um, we have to fill it the next day. Mm. Originally, we told the OMS that'll probably be a ground shipment. Mm. Now we may have to express it. On the other hand, mm. it's not going to express unduly. Yeah. What I mean by this is is uh, we're in Atlanta, right? If right. we're trying to ship to Macon, yeah. we can get ground there next day. Yeah. Right. There's no reason to to put an express label on that. That's mm -hmm. just that's just wasting everybody's money, right? right. It doesn't make the customer any happier um, and definitely doesn't make the logistics managers any happier. Right, right. So within reason, you're going to accelerate that based upon the zone it actually is going to. Hmm. Interesting. So so now what about, um, you know, obviously, obviously one of the big things about shipping and transportation, right, is everyone's looking to get the lowest cost as possible, right, mm -hmm. but also keep that service level. So now how does ProShip, I guess, implementing this system, how does it really kind of maybe give more visibility, but also just intuitively um, help you to optimize and reduce those kind of costs? And, and again, that's where I say it's the whole enterprise software right. stack, because that starts at the OMS. Okay. Okay. The OMS communicating and going, mm -hmm. I have this inventory in these yeah. X locations. Let's say they narrowed it down to five locations. Mm -hmm. Which one is actually the most cost effective for me to ship? Right. Let me let me give you an example here because this sure. is where uh, uh, where though everybody is starting to understand store and warehouse, three mm -hmm. PL and manufacturer they're not also taken into account right. because your traditional uh, your traditional thought is well if I go to my three PL my carrying costs are huge, mm. okay? So let's say my carrying costs go from eight dollars to ten dollars on a particular item. Right. But my shipping costs drop from $30 to $15. Mm. What's the better transaction? Gotcha. Okay, and so this is where advising all the way up at the OMS level mm -hmm. helps to make good decisions to where we're actually going to source those from. Mm -hmm. And it is the sourcing of that, sourcing it as close to the end user as possible, right. um, that actually saves the most money, as well as reduces uh, reduces the time to customer, mm -hmm. which, is the, which is everything everybody is looking for. Okay. Right? Yeah. So one of our customers, Kohl's, uh, uh, we helped them bring on shipping, ship, to, ship from store back in 2016. Right. That act alone, not counting any cost reductions, anything like that, mm. reduced their time to customer by a half a day nationally. Wow, that's, that's huge. It's, yeah, when you yeah. think about the sheer number of shipments that a company that size produces, yeah. every customer getting something an average a half a day faster, that's happier customers. That's yeah. why people keep going back. Mm. Very interesting stuff. So, so now I'm curious actually how, um, you know, it sounds like ProShip is very, uh, uh, very useful and obviously can uh, optimize kind of how you're shipping and all those different things. So, so I'm curious, you know, what, what's your background and how did, how did the idea of ProShip actually come up? You're one of the founders, so how did you guys actually get into this? My, my background is actually as a, uh, a, a mechanic in the Naval Nuclear Power Plants. So I operated the fluid systems that, that ran aircraft carriers, right. basically, aircraft yeah. carriers and submarines. Um, and we decided we wanted to do something simpler. So, okay. of course, we got out and got into multi-pair shipping. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it, it's just uh, uh, much like uh, much like something which has a lot of clear requirements uh -huh. um, that that can be optimized. Mm. Multi-pair shipping just just worked well with with me and the other co-founders' right. thought processes because mm. it's, it's very. There's only one right answer. Right. Okay. 
um, for that minute. Mm. Now the answer may change in another few minutes, yeah, right? Yeah. Especially as that as that UPS trailer pulls. Now all of a sudden the answer is FedEx, yeah. right? <laughs> um, but uh, the reality is, is is that it's it's a very there's a lot of compliance to go through, which mm. we can make seamless. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of calculations to go through, which mm. we can make seamless. Okay. Um, so then it's a matter of just staying staying within your competency, mm. right? So a lot of our competitors, especially when we started back in 2001, mm. they're not really in the multi-carrier shipping system anymore. Right. They've moved to WMSs. They've moved to, to mm. full-blown TMSs. Yeah. Um, uh, they've moved to global transportation systems. Right. Um, and now we're starting to see them come to us to power the back end of those. Mm. Because all we do is the small also carriers, the LTL carriers, and of course the connectivity between the components. Gotcha, all right, really interesting stuff. So how can people uh, find out more information about ProShip? Well, of course you can go to ProShipInc.com. Uh, that's where you find all of our information. We're also on uh, 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 Twitter and, and LinkedIn, and things of that nature. Okay. Um, but if you go to, Facebook, or if you go to uh, 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 ProShipInc.com, mm. you'll find all those links there. And of course we've got a pretty active news site that uh, our marketing folks do a great job of putting content out mm. related to the industry almost every every business day. Oh, really interesting stuff. So that is really useful actually for our audience. So uh, we'll definitely post that information on NewWareHouse.com. And uh, Justin, thank you so much for stopping by the booth and uh, talking to us. Thank you for having me, Kevin. You've been listening to the New Warehouse Podcast with Kevin Lawton. Subscribe and check us out online at thenewwarehouse.com. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want more content from The New Warehouse, check out our new video series called All Hands on LinkedIn. Just search for The New Warehouse on LinkedIn and follow along.